Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. St. Lucia launches $10 million National Housing Assistance Program. Puerto Rico to declare state of emergency on critical conditions of its power plants. Jamaica cabinet approves drafting instructions for central bank digital currency. And Dick Clark's New Year's Rocking Eve with Ryan Seacrest expands to Puerto Rico. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, October 8th. We start a report today in St. Lucia. St. Lucia Time reports that St. Lucia Wednesday launched a $10 million national housing assistance program funded by the Republic of China, Taiwan. The Department of Housing and Local Government will implement the initiative to assist the underprivileged by improving their living conditions. National Housing Assistance Program will identify and create an inventory of households with the most urgent housing needs, assess their priority, design suitable assistance packages, and disperse them in the forms of technical assistance, building material, and or labor grants. Prime Minister Philip J. Pierre explained that while economic numbers and infrastructure are essential, the depth of the government's policy will be putting people, which means everyone, first. According to Pierre, the initial thinking behind the National Housing Assistance Program in St. Lucia was not to see about housing for needy and poor people, but to address other needed things. It took the cabinet through the minister to convince the Taiwanese and the other officials that a more immediate need was to repair the houses of people in this country, the Minister of Finance disclosed. NBC News reports that Puerto Rico is in the process of declaring a state of emergency due to the critical condition of its generating power plants. The declaration would help speed up the acquisition of essential good and services required to fix their generation units, Josue Colon, director of the Puerto Rico Electric Power Authority, said in a statement on Wednesday evening. The Puerto Rico Electric Power Authority is not the only entity in charge of providing the U.S. territory's power supply. Luma, a private company, has been in charge of the transmission and distribution of electricity on the island since June, while the Puerto Rico Electric Power Authority, a public corporation, continues to be in charge of controlling power generation units. Since the power grid's partial privatization, hundreds of thousands of Puerto Ricans on the island have been subject to constant blackouts. They have have experienced longer service rotation times, poor customer service, and voltage fluctuations that often damage appliances and other home electronics. The situation has alarmed members of Congress, who are concerned that Puerto Rico's extreme power supply instability may be the prologue to a complete collapse of the grid in the near future. On Wednesday, the House of Natural Resources Committee hosted a congressional oversight hearing to 
to examine the status of Puerto Rico's electric network and its partial privatization. During the hearing, when lawmakers asked if Puerto Rico's power system is nearing a complete collapse, officials in charge of Luma and the Power Authority answered with caution, describing the system's condition as critical. More than $11 billion in federal funds have been approved by Congress to upgrade Puerto Rico's power system, but no money has been dispersed yet, pending further approval of specific projects that would help accomplish such goal. Jamaica Information Services reports that drafting instructions are to be issued to the Chief Parliamentary Council for amendments to the Bank of Jamaica Act to facilitate the issuance of the central bank digital currency by the Bank of Jamaica. The move follows approval by the Jamaican cabinet. Addressing a virtual post-cabinet press briefing on Wednesday, Minister of Education, Youth and Information, the Honorable Faye Val Williams, noted that the Bank of Jamaica to be the sole authority to issue the central bank digital currency. Digital innovation has led to the birth of alternative payment instruments, prompting central banks across the world to embark on exploratory projects to study the potential for issuing a central bank-backed digital currency. In Jamaica, the Bank of Jamaica is driving this process. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that Liberty Latin America, parent company of Local Liberty Mobile USVI, announced Tuesday its agreement to acquire Broadband VI, a fixed wireless internet provider in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The purchase is now pending regulatory approvals required in order to close. The companies did not disclose the cost of the transaction. We continue our growth in the region, meeting our commitment to provide greater connectivity and socioeconomic development in the Virgin Islands. By bringing our two companies together, we will deploy the best fixed internet network and unite it with the best mobile network in the U.S. Virgin Islands, thus creating more value for customers in the territory, said Najee Curry, CEO of Liberty Mobile USBI. Liberty in 2019 acquired the operations of AT&T in Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Broadband VI earlier this year won an 84.5 million U.S. federal bid to build out Phase 2 of the Connect USBI program, whose aim is to provide affordable voice and broadband services for 10-year periods with speeds of up to 1 gigabyte per second downstream, meeting the U.S. Virgin Islands' growing needs for resilience, high-speed connectivity has been broadband's VI primary focus, said Bill Neville, broadband VI CEO. Joining with Liberty accelerates this mission through added investments, new products and services, and will deliver a world-class broadband infrastructure that will foster job creation and bring new benefits to the territory. 
According to Corey and Neville, Liberty and Broadband VI will work together along the way to ensure a smooth transition. Liberty will maintain Broadband VI's labor force throughout the U.S. Virgin Islands. Plans include the underground deployment of a significant portion of the network within six years, identification of opportunities to strengthen the network's resiliency and reliability, plus competitive offers for residential and business customers in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The transaction and the investment in the new fiber bill is estimated to generate jobs as the company will invest tens of millions of dollars in the build-out of infrastructure. It is also expected to enhance the USVI's position as a technology hub in the Caribbean, which will drive economic growth, attract foreign investment, and expand tourism, Liberty said. The build will also drive fixed broadband competition in the U.S. Virgin Islands, which in turn will deliver better service, higher speeds, and better value for consumers. Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that the University of the West Indies economist Dr. Marlene Atz said that the issue of rising food prices opens the door to the related issue of boosting domestic agriculture. She welcomed signals by the Trinidad and Tobago government to include the private sector even more in national development and said the pandemic underscores the need for a better structure economy going forward. Atz raised these points during the virtual University of the West Indies Economics Department post-budget forum on Thursday. Referring to comments made by Finance Minister Colm Imbert about food prices during and after his 2022 budget, presentations in the House of Representatives on Monday adds question Trinidad and Tobago's ability to meet UN Sustainable Development Goal number two on food security. We consume things that we do not produce and replace things that we do not consume. The fact that we are importing all the food that we consume or most of the food that we consume and also importing them at higher prices and then you add to that the shortage of foreign exchange. Ad said she recently spoke to Supermarket Association president in Trinidad and Tobago, Rajiv Adipti, who told her about increasing shipping costs. While all of this could be passed on to consumers through higher food prices, Ad said, there is an opportunity for us having a conversation around food prices to have a meaningful conversation about agriculture. On Monday, Embert imposed to expand the list of basic food items exempted from the value-added tax. In a subsequent statement on Wednesday, Embert said that the food list items from which VAT will be removed includes instant coffee, peanut butter, cereals, canned beans, fresh juices, chicken lunch meats, and bottled water. Atts welcome fiscal measures aimed at encouraging greater private sector investments and involvement in national development. She referred to the reduction in the tax rate to encourage development 
women in manufacturing as an example. She said there needs to be a shift away from the traditional heavy reliance of the economy on the energy sector. She added the economy which would be developed is a COVID-19 adjusted one. The University of the West Indies International Relations Institute lecturer David Siraton said government's development plans pre-2020 would have to be altered as a result of COVID-19. While the Trinidad and Tobago has better fiscal space to operate within compared to other countries in the region, Saratan said careful planning is necessary with respect to revenues and expenditures going forward. And finally, Deadline reports that this year's Dick Clark's New Year's Rocking Eve with Ryan Seacrest 2022 will feature the show's first Spanish language countdown with Puerto Rico as the inaugural host destination. The Spanish language countdown festivities will take place on the grounds of the Puerto Rico Convention Center and Distrito T-Mobile. Puerto Rico's newest entertainment and nightlife complex. This year marks the 50th anniversary of Dick Clark's New Year's Rocking Eve. Dick Clark's New Year's Rocking Eve with Ryan Seacrest will air Friday, December 31st, live on ABC starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Seacrest now in his 17 year as host will oversee the New Year's festivities in Times Square. Details around co-hosts Performers in Times Square and additional locations will be announced closer to the show night. Puerto Rico's countdown will occur at 11 p.m. Eastern Time or, we'll say, 12 a.m. Atlantic Standard Time. We're very excited to host Dick Clark's New Year's Eve Rocking with Ryan Seacrest 2022 on our island and to count on the high-caliber event to project the greatness of Puerto Rico and our people, said Governor Pedro Perilusi. This celebration not only allows Puerto Ricans to enjoy this great historic event, it also speaks to diverse communities around the world that our island is ready to receive tourism and foster economic development. We have so much to offer as a destination, and New Year's Rocking Eve will be a testament to all that Puerto Rico has to offer. This iconic moment further elevates Puerto Rico as a must-visit destination for 2022. We could not think of a better way to celebrate this new year than with its first-ever historic commemoration, welcoming record-breaking visitor numbers during high season. We invite travelers everywhere to start their 2022 alongside with us, said Brandine, CEO of Discover Puerto Rico. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, October 8th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at PulseOfTheCaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.